Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Toast to the Art Show with Nancy and Lisa. You know, the crazy mother-daughter travel team and publishers of Big Blend Magazines. You can check it all out at BigBlendMagazines.com. Today, we are excited to welcome back Lance Labor, the Tucson dude. Lance is the executive director of the DeGrazia Gallery in the Sun. And DeGrazia Gallery, if you go to Tucson, Arizona, you have to go. If you do not go to the gallery, we're going to come and get you. (laughs) The gallery (laughs) is awesome. It's a 10-acre historic landmark nestled in the foothills of the Santa Catalina Mountains. It was opened in 1965, but this is like one of the – there was many galleries involved in this. Um, But it is home to over 15,000 originals of Ted DeGrazio art pieces, including oil paintings, watercolors, ceramics, and sculptures. So there's six permanent collections on display. Of course, you've got to see the architecture, too, all the adobe architecture. And there's also the mission, as well, that's on the property. Um, But there's also a a bunch of different exhibits that happen every year. And today, Lance is going to tell us about some of the brand-new exhibits that will be running through uh, the end of September. So, but everyone, the website is degrazia.org. But welcome back, Tucson Dude. How are you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. Thanks for having good. me. Hey, it is spring in the desert. How is spring in Tucson? You know we're a little homesick, you know. Um, it's awful nice today. It's it's not um it's not snowing. It's, oh, that's not, good. it's it's like eighty degrees. It's gorgeous. Beautiful. Oh. Beautiful, and soon your cactus garden at the gallery is going to be in bloom. You know, it's one of my favorite it's places. What the tour, that's what the tourists pay for. Well, listen, this is so exciting because I know um, last time you were on the show, you just reopened, and you had been closed for a while because of COVID in 2020, so you're back open. Things are opening up across the country, and um, going to the gallery, I think the way the whole the architecture of it, especially the, the main gallery, and then the property itself is pretty much a good place if you want to social distance. You can spread out inside the gallery and outside for people. That's that's a very good point. It, it, it's quite mm-hmm. open, you know, so it's it's uh, it may be safer than being bottled up in a in a small room. Uh, we don't want to be bottled up in a room. small room. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, no. But there's a Ted de Grazia. Um, you know, Nancy and I love his art. We love his independent spirit as an artist. He was very much a person that if I want to do this, I'm going to do it, right? So when I talked about the gallery opening in 1965, he had previous galleries, didn't he? Uh, he had uh, a gallery down uh, in the middle of Tucson, uh Many years before, uh, but the you know he was a private guy. He didn't like uh, the city encroaching on him, and uh, so he went up in the foothills uh, of the Catalina Mountains and uh, bought some property up there and built his gallery up there. So there were two there were two galleries, mm-hmm. and there was also a gallery in um, Apache Junction, which There's is no something... longer there. Hmm. Well, we're going to have to go check it out. You know, we're following DeGrazia's footsteps as we travel the country. So by the time this airs, we might have been to Galveston, uh, where he also did a, a, a wonderful painting, one of the, the permanent collections, uh, Cabeza del Vaca. Did I say his name right? <laughs> no. I hope I did. Yeah. I never do it Cabeza right. De, Cabeza del Vaca. 
there we go. There we go. We'll get it right one day. Um, but it's an interesting story about this, you know, explorer coming ashore and then everybody getting off the boat and basically going across the desert and not in a very happy way. That was a sad tale. And a real yeah, story. no, they all died. They all died except for uh, Cabeza, de Vaca, Cabeza de Vaca and three of his three of his uh, shipmates. Uh, wow. You know, six or seven hundred men died in the desert and died in the swamps and died of malaria and they died of all kinds of things. Uh, but it was a very ill-fated journey. Hmm. Wow. Wow. It's amazing. So that is one of the um, exhibits that you'll see at the gallery. And also, again, the architecture is super cool. Um, to every when he built this, he had the help of the locals, the local peoples, uh, Mexican and Native American, correct? Yeah, well, uh, mostly the Yaki, the Yaki Indians and the Tohono O'odham Indians, his friends, uh, helped him build the place. And uh, of course, he designed it himself. He designed the gallery, uh, almost sixteen hundred. Uh, I'm sorry, sixteen thousand square feet, and. Uh, he designed the mission in the sun, his little chapel. Um, so, mm. yep, self-made, self-made architect. And, and it's all Adobe. And then the thing we love is the floors in the gallery, the cactus mm, floors. I love the floors. Mm. Those choya floors. Yeah, That's yeah the choya floor, the cactus floor. Yeah. It, it, people, you got to go. You got to go see it. You got to go see it. But and so Ted DeGrazia, for those um, just, you know, for listening for the first time on, on this, I mean, Lance has been on the show for years, um, but, you know, everyone's new at some point. And uh, Ted DeGrazia really is a prolific artist who uh, was pretty much the most reproduced artist in the world. He's worked with um, uh, Jose Del Roque. I'm going to get everyone's names wrong now. See, Diego Rivera, right? Correct. And Orozco, and Orozco, Orozco out in Mexico. Jose, Jose Orozco. Orozco, yes. there Jose it is. Jose Clemente in Orozco. Oh, there it is. And, wow. Uh, I know. And and Ditto had a great relationship with Arizona Highways. So they helped. Did they really help you? I know we've talked about that before, but did the magazine help him and he helped the magazine when they first started? Uh, pretty much, yeah. They, they were, uh, uh, they complimented each other. Uh, the, when they started putting De Grazia in uh, Arizona highways, uh, tourists started taking notice. The pe- you know this was in the early '40s, and um, it uh, uh, Arizona highways uh, about the same time De Grazia did. So um, they they um, they complemented each other and uh, helped each other um, grow. Mm. That's and cool. made each other quite huge. Mm. That's very cool. And people, you guys go see it um, at the gallery. You'll see some of that. You can see a studio too. Uh, we love Nancy. I think you like it because there's like a like a spider on the door in the in the, in the studio, <laughs> and there's Shiva's Regal in there. <laughs> it's just super creative. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like going to other that's, galleries. That's, that's where all the abstract paintings are. Mm. Oh. Okay, in his gallery. So everyone, this, the abstract paintings. This is a, a new exhibit that's up until September twenty first. It's been on going for a while, but that, so this was his master's thesis paintings. Uh, there's there's a couple of paintings in there that are the master's thesis, uh, which was um, when De Grazia did his master's uh, at the University of Arizona. He um, he uh, 
studied the relationship of color to sound. And oh, wow. he would play classical music and then paint it. And, uh, you know, he would paint Brahms and Shostakovich and, you know, uh, a whole a whole host of uh, classical uh, artists. And um, uh, there's a couple of them that are on display in there, uh, along with some other just abstract paintings that had nothing to do with his thesis. Oh, how interesting about them! Because I know his thesis is even up on Wikipedia about doing that, and Nancy's always talking yeah, about that. Yeah, I mean that. that's an amazing. That really is an amazing collection. Mm. Uh, oh, his cool. his master thesis. He did about I want to say maybe fifteen oils, and he did probably about that many watercolors. Uh, you know, of, of all of all this classical music, and it's pretty pretty interesting. Very interesting to see. When I remember when his album came out, Please Remember Me, uh, his son Domingo uh, was involved with that, and his music's on there too. And uh, you guys got, it was it Tucson, uh, was it the University Jazz Orchestra that came on board uh, to record uh, his music? The Tucson Jazz Academy. Yeah, the Jazz Academy. And we're going to play Please Remember Me at the end of the segment here, but. Um, and the album is available through, you know, DeGrazia.org on the online store. Go to the gallery and buy it there. But it's beautiful music. And he goes in. He does have like a classical thing going. He's got jazz in there. Of course, Domingo brings in his flamenco guitar parts. But then there's also um, Mexican kind of style music. So it's really this collection. It's a beautiful album. But I remember when you had the exhibit come out, when the album came out, you had the exhibit of music. And so it kind of ties in. Some of them remind me of his abstract paintings. So it's kind of interesting that he, he really got into the whole music. And then you have the exhibit uh, Celestial Music that's also on display until September 21st. So this is really about the angels playing music. Yeah, we just we just put this one up and it's angels playing uh, instruments uh, or cool. Or pointing uh, record phonographs at you. It, it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, you know, they're <laughs> flying around playing cellos and they're playing violins <laughs> and trumpets. And uh, there's a whole bunch of them. whole bunch and of banjos. them. Some of them have wings and some of them don't. Ooh. That's <laughs> interesting. But the banjos, I didn't. I wouldn't think of an angel playing a banjo. That's a whole oh, other come deal. On. Why not? Well, uh, you wouldn't hey. think of an angel flying around holding a record player either. Yeah, oh, really. See, you know, but they that's are. Cool. But well, funny. hey, hey, listen. You know, Lance. When we're all gone, we're going to become angels. I wonder what we're going to be carrying around with us. You know, I'll be like uh, a glass of wine. Listen, I can I can only hope that I'm going to be an angel when I'm gone. You know, like that. That's a good assumption. You know, I'm like, really, I get to be an angel. Yeah. You know, that's cool. I'm a I'm I, a realist. I, I know where I'm heading. <laughs> <laughs> well listen, the, the you know, the angel thing though is cool because like you know, the whole thing about someone sit an angel sitting on your shoulder. So like, you know, DeGrazia's angel with the record player could be sitting on the shoulder of someone saying, Listen, you really need to listen to this music. You're listening to all the wrong right. stuff. This is the stuff you need to hear. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Angels are yeah. supposed to these are, these are these are very colorful paintings. Most of them are oils, uh, and they are really colorful. Uh, very uplifting paint, uh, collection, I should say. 
So do you think De Grazia himself was like ultra very religious or he just decided to have a chapel or mission and uh De Grazia was very religious in his own way. He did not believe in going to church. He wasn't a church going man. Well, he built his own church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh and that's the church that he attended. It was his own church. But, you know, being Italian and and uh, being Catholic, uh, you know, it it all kind of flows. It all goes together. He was I'm sure he was brought up very religious and uh, mm. stayed that way. Mm. You know, he painted the way of the cross. Right, the yeah. way of the cross, that's on display. That's an annual tradition because if you don't do that, man, people are going to come at you. <laughs> you people do, do come that. at me. But <laughs> I learned my lesson, so we keep it up. We keep it up uh, as long as we can. Yeah, so after, so you keep that up pretty much a couple months after Easter, right? It, it stays up. Yes. Through the yes. spring. Yes. Through the spring. But um, going back to, you know, De Grazia and religion, um, I know we've been in the nuns' quarters. What's up with him and the nuns? Hello. <laughs> uh, there was a, the, the Benedictine sisters, uh, whether he befriended them or they befriended him, I don't know. But uh, there was a lot of sisters that used to visit the gallery. They mm. loved the gallery, partly because of the way of the cross, but they just all loved mm. De Grazia. Mm. And uh, they would come to visit, uh, especially from California. And um, mm. he, would allow, he would let them stay in the, in the nun's house. And, uh, you cool. know, they would autograph the door, you know, Sister Mary was here. Uh, and, wow. uh, you know, he would paint little things on the wall. And um, so it's it's uh, that's an interesting place, too. That's cool. To me, about it's interesting about the nuns and the history of Tucson, because there were nuns that were like went – St. Mary's, uh, St. Mary's uh, hospitals, all about nuns and how they came across the desert to Tucson. They went to Yuma, mm-hmm. and they went in a wagon, a covered wagon. These nuns, way back when, and it's just—it's like during the territorial days. And I can't tell the story properly, but I have a historian, Jen Clear, who can. Uh, but that's how I first learned about them, and I was like, no way! It's when we first moved to Tucson and reading her book about women of of you know Arizona historic women of Arizona and there's all these nuns that came across in the desert. Like imagine mm-hmm. wearing the nuns habits and riding in, in through the desert in, in a wagon. I mean, come on, that's some yeah. hardcore stuff. So it's, um, it's interesting. And I know with, with Ted DeGrazia, with his whole history of following like father Kino. So it's kind of, I think he's into the stories too, in some way, I think the stories that come from the Bible and from religion probably fascinated him and the tradition were fascinating for him. Uh, yeah, well, this is true. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I believe that people that were, were really special, like, like uh, Kino, like Father Kino, you know, I think uh, De Grazia looked up to them. He, he looked at them as a big part of history, you know, that they settled the Southwest. He settled the Southwest and, and, and Northern Mexico and, um, you know, he, he saw it as a as a very wonderful story and um, uh, probably felt a kinship uh, with with Father Kino and, and some of these other people. Awesome. You know, DeGrazi was a little bit of a pioneer in the Southwest, too. So 
anybody with that pioneering spirit, I think he he uh, he had a lot of respect for. Was that book that he wrote on Father Kino, where he was like, it was like a fantasy fiction in a way. Like he was, it was so cool. He was a writer too. I mean, he was a storyteller, and whether it was through music, he was art, a storyteller. It, his writing, you know, too. I loved mm-hmm. his books. You know, I love. I was like, I was like, dude, this guy's tripping out, man. This is some cool stuff, you know. And like just reading it, it's like, I think he really just he wanted people to understand the desert. Of the desert, I think he was really. Uh, he wanted people to understand the desert, and he wanted people to buy his art. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Nope. Well, nope. Well, I want to go to the other exhibit. Um, I find this fascinating, Nancy. I think we've interviewed what maybe one or two temperate artists. There, it's mm-hmm. hard to find artists that work in egg tempera, uh, yeah. traditional egg tempera. And so he did that, too, and I did not know this. I mean, this is ancient. Yeah. Uh, now, now uh, my knowledge of, of egg tempera is very general. So I'm not speaking from, from uh, a place of knowledge here. Uh, I do know it's very old, and I know that uh, – uh, several hundred years ago, they developed uh, slow-drying oils that, that replaced the tempera uh, because uh, over the years, uh, I think the tempera had a uh, – it, it faded a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, but it was still a very durable paint. And, uh, you know, de Grazia was the ultimate experimenter. He, he, he tried everything. And uh, he tried everything more than once and uh, to see how, you know, see what kind of effects he could get. And um, there was a couple of years, I believe it was 59 and 60, that he really uh, 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 worked on the tempera. And uh, he did about 12 or 15 paintings. A lot of them were on wood. The egg tempera thing, I remember in art college when we had to mix our own paints and – you, you, the assignment was here's your colored chemicals really or minerals and stuff, and mix it with um, egg. But they didn't tell you whether it was egg white or egg yolk. And I remember most of us got it wrong because we all just went, "Oh, it's going to be the egg whites." And it was and the yolk. It's the yolk. You know, and we're like, that makes no sense. But that's what you mix. It's egg yolk and then your powdered colors. And right. Yeah, and then you can make them, if you're going to go watercolor-wise, you can make them really soupy, but it, there's it, you have to layer everything to even get the color to finally really be what you want. It's just so layered. I don't remember the paintings really uh, being very fragile either, but like you'd think. Well, that it's, be... it's a really a durable paint. Yeah. Um, you know. But uh, time, you know, time marches on, and, and people invent things, and yeah. things get better and different. So it's a it's a it's a process that's not used much. Hmm. So this is cool that he has these paintings that you guys are able to save them, and you know. So this is when between 1959 and 1960 that he did these. I mean, think about that. I mean, that's like 80 years ago. No, 60 years ago. Yeah. I can count. 60 years ago, so they're still there. That's cool. That's cool. 
Lance, this is awesome. So there's a lot to do. There's three new exhibits, uh, The Way of the Cross, for the next couple months after Easter. And um, that's an annual thing. So um, you may be listening to this in August, right? And just know to plan on that exhibit being there uh, back in the spring in 2022. But Lance, thank you so much for joining us. We can't wait. We're going to see you sometime this year. You know, if you go uh, anywhere in the Southwest. It, we have to come, and you know, because we just you, we're going to come see you and see the gallery. But you know, Nancy wants to take a sip out of that Shiva's, Shiva's Regal bottle in his his, gallery, <laughs> she's, his studio. She's, she's welcome to do it any time. It's age. <laughs> it's age. It's age. Probably cool. everything's evaporated, you know. But uh, we want to close with uh, "Please Remember Me," the title track to the album. As we were talking about earlier, again, go to DeGrazia.org for everything. And, of course, keep up with us at Big Blend Radio. Just go to BigBlendRadio.com. We want to thank everyone for joining us. And thank you, Lance. It's always cool to chat with a Tucson dude. See you guys. Thanks a lot for having me. We'll talk to you hey. soon. All right. Yeah, take, take care. care. Yep, here it is. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.